Yo, what's good, people? It's Jay Cactus, and we're back again with episode 17 of Cactus Combos. In today's episode, I've got another highly requested guest with me. He's a sick producer, YouTuber, artist, composer. He goes by Simon Savida. Simon, how are you doing, man? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Of course, man. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to, to come on the show. No problem. Um, I wasn't joking then when I said highly requested, because a lot of people have been asking for this one, so I'm sure everyone's looking forward to hearing it. Damn, I'm honored. All right, let's do it then. <laughs> Must be a popular guy. No, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Only like half a million subscribers. It's not too mm. many, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Man, you're blowing up quick too, though. You said you started like how long ago? Um, I, I first started the channel just over a year ago. So mm. yeah, maybe like 14 months. Mm. So yeah, you're on good it's, pace. It, it's going quick, yeah. Yeah, it's been crazy, to be honest. I know you were similar when you started, right? You you rocketed yeah. in like the first year. Did you yeah. get did you get to hundred K in the first year? Yeah. Uh yeah. Like two weeks before the first year. Two weeks before. That's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. like solid figures, man. So you're based in Canada, right? Yeah, Toronto. Right, yeah, that's my, my home city. I was born there. Oh damn. Yeah. I don't know if Why'd you can you tell by the accent. Yeah, yeah, you got you got Toronto accent for sure. Yeah. No, I was uh, yeah, I was born there. I lived there till I was about three or four, and then my mom moved me out of Toronto and brought me to a small town in England called Huddersfield. So mm. I never forgave her for that. I ended up yeah. growing up in Huddersfield <laughs> rather than Toronto. How's the uh, Huddersfield music scene? <laughs> Man, there's not much. There's not much. <laughs> I'm living I'm living in Manchester right now. I've been in yeah. Manchester for about ten years, so. There's definitely a lot more of a scene in Manchester, but yeah, in mm. Huddersfield, you get like a few underground artists, a few people doing it, but it's nothing like Toronto or Manchester, you know, <laughs> completely yeah, different. So I was actually supposed to be in Toronto this month, just visiting family, but because of oh. everything that's been going on, man, like the flights just keep getting canceled. I don't know like when I can fly out. So mm. what, what are the rules like there right now? Are you guys in lock- another We're still lockdown in lockdown. Or? Yeah. We're not a third one. Still. Yeah, oh, but like we're starting to get vaccinated now. So I got my first one and then hopefully get my second one. Oh, you've like the end of the month or, or like, yeah, early July. And then hopefully like it starts opening up. If you come right. to Toronto, we should link up though. Come to the studio. Come oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> We'd make some fire, definitely. Yeah. So I'm hoping, I don't know when I can get out because it was supposed to be at the end of this month, but flights have been canceled. So mm. yeah, I'll just have to see. But whenever I'm out there, like, yeah, man, 100%. That would be dope. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what have you been doing today? Have you had a busy schedule today or have you had anyone today, in the studio? No, man, like I haven't I haven't gotten anyone in the studio ever yet because I, I got this thing February last year right. and the pandemic started in March. So oh, from gosh, February yeah. to March, I was just like, you know, soundproofing and just getting all like the panels and shit yeah. ready. And then in March, I'm just like ready to go. And then <laughs> just, just got locked out. I'm like, okay. <laughs> You just had to isolate in the studio the whole time. Yeah, it's getting it's getting kind of boring. I'm so excited to bring people in here soon. I bet, yeah. So when you got the studio, was that the plan? Were you looking to bring people in to record them or just collaborate? Or was it more of just, I just need my own space? Because you were, you were at home before, weren't you, doing videos It was home? both. It was like, it was pretty much like 50-50. 50% I can't work at home anymore. And 50%, yeah, right. let's get some people in. Because... Like the more I've started like getting into this stuff, there's a lot of people I want to work with, but I'm not I'm not bringing them to the basement. Are you insane? I still have a grandmother and stuff. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a tricky one, isn't it? When you're in your mm-hmm. home, like I'm in my house and I'm the same when, when I want to get people around, it's like, it don't feel professional for one. And Mm-mm. there's people in there, like my dog might start barking, like anything could happen. So yeah, yeah I think, I think that's probably going to be the plan for me. I don't know when, but I think I do want my own studio space eventually. Mm-hmm. I bet it changed everything, didn't it? I bet oh my it just gosh, feels so more yeah. productive there. It's so, it's so damn good. It just feels nice to have like your own little space. Yeah, definitely. That you have to go to. You, like, it's not, like, it's, it's nice yeah. to go somewhere. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because sometimes when you're, when you're at home, you can work hard, but it's so easy to get distracted. You might go downstairs mm-hmm. for a second and like, you know, make some food, but you end up spending like a bit longer than you should. And I don't yeah. know, it's just, it's so easy to get distracted. But at least when you've got a separate space, it's like, right, work mode on. And then you don't really switch off until you're leaving. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely. But man, so first of all, I just want to congratulate you on all of your success recently because you Thank what, you. half a million f- subscribers, well, more than that. You got that big placement, which has hit 10 million views now. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. And and you dropped the course recently. So, yeah. well, I know that was a while back, but yeah, you've got, got the course out now. So, man, it seems like you've got a lot going on. And It's good, yeah. Definitely. And looking through your YouTube channel, like I went back to the first videos and I think the first one was maybe like three years ago. Am I right in saying that? Mm-hmm. I started yeah. January 2018. Yeah. January 2018, right. So some people might go on there and think, all right, he's been doing it for three years. But really, there's a lot that's been going on before that, like everything that led up to you creating that YouTube channel. So for everyone yeah. that might not have heard the story, just, yeah, just tell them a little bit about how you even got into music and where the journey began, really. First time I got into music was when I was seven, and my my parents put me into piano lessons, just like right. as a as a thing, like extracurricular. Yeah. Like I do taekwondo, and I'll do <laughs> swimming, and I'll do piano. It's just like none of right. us, like no one in our family, is just like musically anything. <laughs> There's just yeah. they oh, decided so you, so you could have had a like, martial arts channel, but oh, oh <laughs> I would have kicked some ass on that one. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, so then it was just piano. And then we just yeah. took up piano. And then I was playing it for a little bit. It got kind of, like, kind of stale just because they're just right. making us play classical music. So yeah. I ended up quitting after maybe a year or two. But I still kept going just because right. I realized, oh, you can actually play, like, like regular music on this thing. Yeah, yeah. So did you not uh, enjoy it at the time when you were a kid? Did you find the lessons boring? Because a lot... I yeah. feel like that a lot of musicians say that, like when they start off as kids, they, they don't really like it, but then they appreciate it so much when they get older. Was mm-hmm. that your case? It's, yeah, like I don't, I definitely didn't appreciate like classical music, but also just yeah. because you're a beginner, you're, you're limited to what music you can play. Yeah. yeah like like you have to do chopsticks because like what else, <laughs> what else can these fingers do when you're seven years old? <laughs> yeah, of course. So, so, yeah, I was still doing piano for a while, and then I just started making beats around 14 years old. Yeah. And I think, like, the background of piano just kind of helped with melodies and compositions and stuff. Right. But, um, yeah, so beat making just felt like a natural place to go from just my interest in music. Then after yeah. that, I went to university to do composition. So then we started to take music music theory stuff a lot more seriously not as much as the right. beat making stuff just because uh i want to be a film composer i still do yeah. but uh just because i was going to university 
And to kind of like ease my parents' mind, it would just kind of <laughs> like relax them to be like, okay, I'm going to be a film composer instead of I'm going to be a YouTube beat maker. Yeah. Like I it mean, just sounds, it parents, just sounds more professional. Or anyone that like, no one believes you, do they? Everyone's like, yeah, right. Get a real job. <laughs> yeah. Like I was, so I wanted to be like professional musician, like musician, but still like respectable as yeah. if like, um, <laughs> and then after I graduated, it's, it's tough finding like film jobs. So then I was like, you know what, let's get right. back into the beat making stuff. So before I actually started the YouTube channel, I was working part time at my mom's engineering firm. And right. uh, I had just so many extra hours there. So I think for at least a few months, I was just researching before I actually started the channel. Yeah. Just like seeing everybody in the space and how they move like Cal Beats and Sharp and pat ryan and curtis king right. just like seeing how they yeah. edit and how like oh that beats like that and like what keywords are they using how they're doing the titles and thumbnails so then yeah. once it was january i just had so much ideas and shit ready and i just kind of came out the gate like full right. full on can you remember the moment that you thought you know what i'm gonna start a youtube channel what were you just watching people like um like kyle beats before and then you were just like i want to do this like can you remember the moment it clicked I do. It was because um, the part-time job at my mom's engineering firm was like, it was a temp- temporary job. Right. So while I was there, I was going to look for a new job. So the initial plan was like find a studio in Toronto and maybe like get an internship yeah. or do like some in-house work. So the majority of my days there were like emailing, cold emailing, reaching out to people yeah. and just nobody bit. And I was like, man, I have so much extra time to work on music, but like no one's giving me the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Let's just do the YouTube channel so I, ha- I can at least like, keep myself occupied. Yeah. And then that's yeah, kind of the moment I realized like, yeah, let's go for this. Yeah. Yeah. Because it seems like even watching your first videos, although like the editing's changed like a little bit, it's still, it's, it's kind of stayed consistent throughout the whole three years. Obviously the editing's yeah. got more advanced and, you know, your whole work's been advanced, but... You can see from the start, it was the same kind of style. So what made you kind of pick that style, like your whole style of videos now? It's, uh, I, well, I, I enjoy watching those kind of styles. Like just the way it's yeah. edited, it's very YouTuber. Yeah, like yeah. You, you like to find success, you have to play the music game, but also the YouTube game. And, right. you know, some people aren't like willing to, you know, post big caps lock thumbnails and do this in the, <laughs> the picture but that's yeah. that's the game so i understood like how it works and you know you have to make it really quick because these young yeah. kids aren't gonna you know spend their time just waiting for somebody to talk to like for 30 minutes with like rambles course, so yeah. you gotta be quick and you know it doesn't hurt to be entertaining so i kind of hit that angle as well but it's uh yeah. i took a lot of inspiration from like just youtubers outside of the space like right. from the music space yeah yeah, that makes sense. Because, yeah, your videos are not like like some, even some of my videos sometimes, it might be like quite in-depth and they're like, okay, this is how you make a kick hit hard. And, you know, you're just going through every little detail. But with yours, mm-hmm. it's like you're educating people, but it's entertaining at the same time. And it's like fast-paced as well. So yeah, with the way everyone's attention span is these days, everyone just wants like quick information, don't they? So, yeah, it's, it's yeah. no doubt that it's no surprise that the channel's grown so much. Like, if you ever watch a tutorial, like how do you... If you're like genuinely trying to learn something, how do you like yeah. ingest it? Because if I, if it was actually me, like if I need to learn how to edit something, I am, I like mouse in hand, 
I'm just <laughs> click, 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 click through the timeline until I get yes, the information as quick true. as possible. I'm out of there. Give you a like. Thanks for teaching me, but I'm out. Like, I'm not watching the full 10 minutes. I'm, I'm yeah. gone as soon as I get what I want. That's that. No, that's true. Do you know what, though? I did, I did a video one time. It was like the start of the year. Um, yeah, the start of 2021. I did a video. It was like, I called it something like the ultimate UK drill tutorial for 2021. Mm. And I went through like every step. When I was editing it, video was like 45 minutes long or something crazy. And I was like, Ooh. oh, man, I, I can't upload this. I wasn't going to upload it. And I thought, you know what, fuck it, I'll just do it. Because you never know. See what happens. Mm-hmm. I uploaded it. And I think that's one of my best performing videos right now. I think it's like, I don't know what, how many views it's on. But it was strange to see that one perform better than some of like my short, quick ones. But I guess maybe maybe some people are out there actually wanted to just learn. But then, yeah, yeah. So it's a like tricky the- one. Like, the stuff I say is kind of like guidelines, but if you just have quality content, like, 40 minutes yeah. of quality content is so much better than five minutes of super fast-paced content. So it's, like, like still, at the end of the day, the what it, what you're putting out is the only thing that really matters. Of course, So, yeah, yeah that's probably why it works, because it's just super dope. Yeah, I guess everyone has to find their own style as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the, the way that you do your videos, not everyone has that personality. So if, mm. like, for it... For example, if I were to start acting like Simon Savita, then people might think, who the fuck is this guy like? I know that's not really him. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think it is about just kind of finding your own lane, isn't it? And just bringing your own, I don't know, just being yourself, I guess. Yeah, you, it's, um, I think it's easier to gain fans that way. Yeah. If like, you will, you're like kind of like creating a line between people who like you and don't, but right. whoever does like you, they like you more for the person you are. And it kind of yeah. just like, if they don't like you, they'll, they'll be gone forever. And then you're just left with like this little pocket of people who like really genuinely fuck with you. Yeah, it's better to do it that way and have like people that really like you rather than trying to please everyone because you can never yeah. please everyone. So when you try mm-hmm. to please everyone, it's like, you're not getting people that really hate you, but you're not really getting people that love you. So you're not yeah. really getting those like hardcore dedicated fans, if you know what I mean. The indifferent ones aren't gonna buy the drum kit. It's the it's yeah, the dedicated exactly. ones, yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. Because I find that people end up buying kits just to support you for who you are. Like a lot of people have mm-hmm. messaged me in the past, and it was just like, I don't even really need a drum kit, but I just wanted to show love. I appreciate all the videos that you're doing, so yeah, I just bought a kit. So yeah, I feel I feel like they're the kind of people that you want on board. They're the people that are gonna support you to the max. You know what makes me so happy? Have you ever gotten like people who reach out to you? They're not like a beat maker themselves, but they're yeah. closely related to one. Like, oh, it's going to be my boyfriend's birthday. Which kid should I get him? It's going to be my grandson's <laughs> yeah, birthday. Yeah. Which kid should I get him? Like, oh my God, you're like the best person ever. Like to support like that person yeah. in their little hobby and stuff. It's so cool. It's crazy, isn't it? I've had a few similar ones to that. I had one recently. Someone's mom bought her son a beat. I don't know how yeah. she found my... I don't know if she watched my tutorials or she came across my other channel for beats, but... Yeah, she messaged me and she was saying that she wanted to buy her son a beat, but she didn't know what license to get. So okay. she's kind of talking her through it. But yeah, I mean, if you if you're a if you're a young kid getting into music and you don't really have money for buying beats, then damn, that's a good present from your mom. It's so like just <laughs> them. They're so supportive. Rap, like my god. Yeah, it's crazy. What were your parents like when when you were getting into music? Were they supportive? Did they or were they like you know it's not YouTube isn't a thing. Did they not take it it's, serious? Uh, they were they were on the fence. Like it's like this is a this is a fairly new job, yeah. And like I'm just like from a middle class family, so we're like you know engineers and 
you know, yeah. just regular, regular people jobs. So <laughs> yeah, just yeah. seeing and, you know, no one or like near my vicinity has like anything to do with like YouTube or acting or music or anything. So right. when I came to them, it was like, kinda, eh. but then I told them, you know, what, just give me a year and I'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens. So after I did the part time job, I quit. And then from January 2018 to the end of the year, that was going to be yeah. like my timeline to test it out. And then luckily, you know, I was prepared enough to get stuff going. And then right. they've been really supportive of me the rest of the time. That's good. Good stuff, man. I mean, a year isn't even long to give yourself either when you're like, just give me a year and I've got this. And it actually it's, paid off. It's but... <laughs> pretty long. Like if you're counting the days, there's plenty of work you can so, do yeah. in a year. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. I know my parents especially, like, they, I don't really know what was going through their head when, when I quit my job. Because I had, a, like, a good job as well. Mm. Just one of those, like, stable jobs, you know, good, like, promotions, benefits, all that kind of stuff. And, oh, nice. you know, when I quit, they were like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> what's going on? So, but, yeah, I think, I feel like as soon as I started making money from it, that's when they were like, all right, yeah, okay, serious. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. When when did your parents first think, right, okay, yeah, he's, he's serious? Was it when you started making money or was it? I'm not I'm not sure. They were like always, like during that year when I was just doing my thing, they was always like supportive. Like they were yeah. promoting me more than myself, like just like to family members and just random people. Like, oh, subscribe to my son's YouTube channel. Subscribe to my no son. Way. Like they, yeah, they've just That's been crazy. supportive the whole time. Yeah, man, it's good to have people supporting you like that. 100%. Yeah, I could I guess you can't it just do motivates without you even more because mm-hmm. they're telling everyone about you and they're like, you need to check out Simon's channel. You don't want to flop there, do you? Because he <laughs> <laughs> told everyone. That's right. <laughs> so, when you were starting your YouTube channel, um, did you have what was like the goal? Were you, were you looking at SEO tools? Were you doing keyword research? Or were you just thinking, right, I just want to create quality content and see what happens? Quality content was is always like it's always gonna be there, so yeah, like it's always priority. So I don't even think about it. Like anything right. I put out is minimum quality content. That's like usually. Yeah. So then, yeah, what I mostly focus on was SEO and keywords and stuff. I'm not even sure if it works as well today as it did back then, but that's yeah. what I was. Um, do you have VidIQ? You know what that is? Yeah, yeah, I've tried VidIQ and TubeBuddy. I've tried them both. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I started using that when I first started uploading, just like right. related keywords and blah, 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 stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think maybe a few years ago. Well, the algorithm just changes all the time, doesn't it? So maybe at one mm-hmm. point, they were just focusing on keywords. And like a lot of successful YouTubers now will tell everyone that that's what you need to do because that's what got them to where they are. But yeah, because the algorithm changes all the time, that might not work for the same people now. Like the whole game's mm-hmm. changed now. I don't know if you'd agree, what? but yeah. I'd say more than anything, it's like the watch time seems to be the most important thing. Average watch time. Mm. What I'm seeing right now, just like videos that are hitting, it's the it's the straightforward. I have you seen this? Like straightforward. I did this. I yeah, made a yeah. song in ten minutes, and it's just a it's just yeah. a simple as screenshot of the video. It's just there's yeah. like those are the ones that are hitting right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I made a beat in this genre, and then they're just mid <laughs> mid click. And that's that's hitting. So, yeah, that's that's, that's that's what's working right now. So I gotta gotta run with that. Yeah, definitely. No, I think I think that's what's been working for me. Sometimes, like sometimes the keyword stuff works when it's people typing in like how to make a drill beat. Sometimes I'll do stuff like that. But then 
when I do the ones that are like making a Japanese influence drill beat or, you know, just something random, they're the ones that seem to do really well. And that's obviously mm. no, that's not a specific keyword because not everyone's searching how to make a Japanese drill beat. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. really like a popular search, but I guess, yeah, people read it and they're like, fuck, that's different. Let me click on that. And then mm -hmm. that's when they start recommending it to other people, I guess. Yeah. So when you, um, you said you went to uni for uh, music theory. Mm -hmm. Did you did you complete university? Did you graduate and everything? Yeah, uh, I, initially I took it for biology, right. and then I failed the first year, and I was like, "Mom, yeah. mom, dad, <laughs> this science yeah, shit ain't for me. Good. I gotta, I gotta do music. It's in my heart." So yeah, and they're like, "Okay, fine, 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 fine." So then I, I I switched over to music composition. Yeah, and then yeah, and then I graduated. But before you did that. Because you had piano lessons when you were a kid, but then you still played after. So before you went to uni, were you not taking... Did you not have any lessons from that period between being a kid and then going to university? For piano? Yeah. No. I Like, after, like, when I did it as a kid, I've never done lessons before. Like, I'm not even that great of a piano player. I'm just, like, I'm just competent enough to, like, do what they want. Right, but, like, okay. I can't, like, fly to the bumblebee my ass over to, like, in a <laughs> concert stage. Yeah. So when, when you were in uni, though, was it not tricky? Because I'm guessing you were just kind of playing by ear before and maybe you didn't understand everything to do with theory. But it seems like university level music theory will be kind of tricky to get into. That was tough. Yeah, it's super yeah. tough, especially like. It's uh, there's a lot of excess like they like right. pop, like, let's say modern music is here, like they're still they're teaching you what's what's up here. I'm like, OK, right. this is. Yeah, yeah, it, it yeah. gets intense. And for me, it was like needlessly intense. Especially like I know later on, I'm probably not even going to use this stuff. Yeah. I be, well, I mean, it, it couldn't have it couldn't have harmed you. It definitely would have mm -hmm. helped in some way. But do you ever feel like learning music theory and like studying it properly? Can't, I don't want to say limits you, but in a way limits you because, you know, when you start making a beat, let's just as like a basic example, say you start learning scales, right? So then every time mm -hmm. you go on FL Studio, you select a scale and you never go out of the scale. So it's like sometimes yeah. it's okay to go out of the scale. So do you feel like learning music theory that much in depth has ever limited you when you when it comes to like beat making and producing? Does it kind of like put you in this like theory box where, oh, I shouldn't, I'm not allowed to do that. So I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? Uh, no, it's like you, it's, uh, you have to know the rules before you break them. Right. Yeah. That yeah. So that's, that's kind of how I would think about it. Like, you have to purposefully break the rules like purposefully. I know I can't right. leave. You know, the music theory says I can't leave the scale. That's why I'm going to do it. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like I, when, I, when I first started, because I don't really know much about music theory, but I have had like a few piano lessons, but I was the same. I took a few piano lessons a couple of years back, but she was just classically training me. Well, then mm -hmm. it helped to learn theory. But then when I'd come home and make a beat, I was like, right. Piano teacher said, don't leave the scales. So I'm not going to leave the scale. And it kind of just put me in a little box, if you know what I mean. But I didn't get that mm -hmm. far to, to be like, right, okay, I know all the rules, so I know how to break them. So I'm so slowly getting there. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when, um, when you started the YouTube channel, obviously you're uploading videos, you got to 100K. And then after a while, it seems like the direction or the goals kind of changed because... I feel like your main goal at first was probably building the YouTube channel, selling drum kits, mm -hmm. maybe even selling beats. 
And then you shifted it on towards getting placements, right? Yeah. So what was the, the mindset there? What really made you want to get placements more than to f- keep focusing on YouTube? Kind of... Uh, uh, kind of boredom, I guess. Right. Like, I'm not bored making YouTube videos, but I would be yeah. if I was going to make the exact same YouTube video every time. So yeah, now, just like being able to change up my goals and yeah. have like that revolve around the YouTube, that's just a lot easier for me to stay motivated and keep creating content just so there's a new place to go every time. Because I don't mind making videos as long yeah. as it just doesn't get too damn repetitive. Right, yeah, that makes sense. I suppose once you've changed that goal, it's like that's just a lot of new content to make that you don't have to worry about because mm-hmm. do you ever struggle to think of content? No. Do you ever wake No, never. No, I, I have I have more ideas than I need. <laughs> <laughs> you never get that feeling where you wake up and like, right, I don't really know what to record today. I suppose you kind of just go with the flow, don't you? See what happens. Go with the flow, yeah. Like nowadays, nowadays like I'm kind of working because uh, like when I started before, it would be make the idea and then make the video. But right. now it's just make the idea and then just edit it to make it seem like it was this thing I conceptualized. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you still edit your own videos or do you have someone doing that for you now? I edit half. So right. uh, I've had editors for the last two years. So yeah. what I do is after I finish filming... I would just take it into Premiere and I'd do the first cut. So just getting it at the right length, having all the clips at the exact time that I want. Right. And then I give it to them and then they do the memes and the graphics and the transitions and all that stuff. Right, right, okay. Yeah, that makes sense then. Yeah, I think I actually heard you say that. It might have been the Kyle Beats podcast that you did with mm-hmm. um, Chris Ponsalan. I think it was that one. Mm-hmm. I think you were speaking about it in that one. So when you're, when you're doing that, because... I've thought about doing that in the past, like, you know, like just doing like a bit of the video and then sending it off. But then I thought, man, by the time it uploads, cause I don't know about your internet there, but my internet isn't the best here. So to upload oh. a full video like that, I'm like, shit, that's going to take forever. And then I've got to email it to him and then I don't know how long he's going to take. And then it comes back. That's true. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of tough. I guess you have to do yeah. it for yourself like, for a little <laughs> bit then. For now, yeah. It's like buy some better internet <laughs> yeah man so yeah how about talk to me a bit about that placement actually because that was crazy i watched the video when you were breaking down the beat um and making it that beat just seems like man i wouldn't even have known where to start with that beat it's like five different genres in one mm-hmm. and then it took that hours was... to make that one yeah that's the most stressful thing i've ever done musically really? in in a while but uh how they how they found me was they just saw my YouTube channel. So, like, I think, yeah, some of them were just trying to learn how to make music and then they stumbled across my channel. And then they reached out to me and they said they wanted to work with me. So I said, sure. Uh, The beat itself was was tough because they sent me, they sent me the demo. And the demo was singing and guitar. And like, you never, you don't really understand the vision with just (laughs) singing and guitar. But then after he sends me that, he just starts typing in this whole damn essay of (laughs) what he wants. I'm like, wait, so this this BPM and this BPM, but it's rock and then it's hip hop. So I'm just like, wait, what's the, like, whoa, (laughs) like, it's just, it's a lot. But you know, like a lot of Zoom calls later, a lot of texting back and forth just to kind of like hash it out. But eventually it gets done. But they... 
like they do a lot of the work like the actual work you know yeah. what i mean like i'm kind of just like yeah, yeah. the like the grunt work guy like they say they want a flute okay like that's like that's the hard decision deciding if they want a flute or not and yeah. then i just have to put down a flute melody that's the easy like i'm just doing the easy part right yeah but like it was the, like it was DJ just like yeah, a lot of it. yeah like they were just kind of like executive producing me oh yeah just make this part yeah heart hit harder this rhythm like that's because like you know we're just i like at the end of the day then i'm just clicking in notes and that's super easy for me so yeah yeah, I yeah suppose just, they had like they had the vision in mind but then you had the the musical ability to bring mm-hmm. their vision to life in a way yeah just kind of like picking the right sounds and then the right arrangement and stuff like that but like all the ideas were on their end so it wasn't it yeah. wasn't as bad as i thought it was gonna be yeah and it seems crazy because when I was watching your videos for you trying to get placements, you were trying so many different ways and like, all right, shall I make loops? Like you were doing, you were having little interviews with people saying, how do I get placements? What techniques can I try? And then after mm-hmm. everything, the placement kind of comes to you because they reach out to you and find you through your channel, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, pretty, uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah, they reached out to me before I actually started the series. Right. And I think that's what like, like, yeah, maybe let's try the placement, take like the placement thing seriously. Yeah. So that was kind of right. like in the works the, the whole time, like while I was interviewing everybody right, and stuff. Okay. Yeah. And that's it. What? 10 million views now. So mm-hmm. shit, that's crazy. And when did that first get uploaded? Actually, it's only a couple months, I think. Mar- yeah. March. Was it March? So 10 million. Oh, it's now. four months. Yeah. Jeez. It's mm-hmm. crazy. So were you involved in the music video at all? I suppose you probably no, couldn't even in- fly out at that point. Could you? They're in the Philippines. No. Yeah. Yeah. They're in the Philippines. So. Oh, right, okay. No. Yeah. Do you think you would have if COVID wasn't happening? I'd be scared to. I don't know how to act in a music video. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd be hella uncomfortable. Yeah, because they, they, they go hard in the music videos, don't they? Like, they go, they go just... way too hard. I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to like that <laughs> stuff. I'm sure they had a choreographer there like teaching mm-hmm. you all the dance moves. You would have been fired. <laughs> <laughs> so have you worked on anything else with those guys? It's... Yeah, I'm. I'm doing their. I'm doing like their EP. I'm not sure how many songs on the EP, but yeah. I'm doing a couple of them. Oh man! And is every song like is going to be as hard as that first one? Is it like no. five oh, genres? God, no, it's just it's just one right. <laughs> regular song, right, which is right. nice. Yeah, so you probably have like one main one, which is mm-hmm. fucking crazy, and then all like normal songs after that. Yeah, that was like their. I don't know, because they took like a little hiatus and that was kind of like their first, I don't know, breakout yeah. or back song. So then they kind of wanted to make it go crazy. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So when you were speaking with everyone else and asking them how to get placements, what were some of the methods you used? I know you shared a lot in your videos, but I know you probably tried a few different things, right? Like the DM yeah. game, like sending loops out. Feels like that's, for me, that's going to be, like, the best bet. Like, I just, like, yeah, ma- I've been making loose the majority of the time. And I feel yeah. like I'm still not as aggressive as I should be with it. Right. Just because I don't like, I don't like pestering people. Yeah. But I'm I'm trying to be, like, a lot more, like, here's, like, maybe, like, weekly or every two weeks. Here's some loops. Here's some loops. Here's some, if I'm talking to you, here's some loops. Like, I don't even, <laughs> like, <laughs> just, if I'm DMing anybody, here's the loop. Yeah, of course. I guess it's, it's, sometimes you just have to swallow your pride, don't you? And just mm-hmm. be that guy that's DMing people. Like, there's nothing yeah. wrong with it. Because if you think about producers that 
that there's some producers that literally just spend all day in studios with artists or they spend all day chasing placements. They might not have a YouTube channel. And those producers, a lot of the time, are looking for loops because most of the time their goal is to make as many beats as possible so they can send as many beats as yeah. possible out. So they're actually looking for loops. So why not just give them what they want? <laughs> yeah, know? from like what I heard, like from the... Like from those guys, they can't get enough loops. Yeah. Like they yeah, yeah. they'll take as many as you can give them, especially like if it's the vibe they're looking for. Yeah, they'll take all of them because those are each of those are is just another chance to get it with the artist. Because if the artist yeah. doesn't like this one, it might be this one or this one or the next one. And there just might be like slight deviations from those. But yeah, they're if they want loops, like they'll take as many as you got. Yeah, hundred percent. Because you might not have the time. Well, you probably don't have the mm-hmm. time to sit around on Instagram like all day DMing artists and DMing managers, getting comfortable with the photographers. Like, you know, the whole like networking game of trying to get in touch with artists. Like, so only so many people can do that. And it depends how much time you've got on your hands. But when you're focusing mm-hmm. on YouTube as well and like making tutorials and everything else, then there's only so many hours in the day. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess I guess Loops is probably the best bet right now. It's tough. I'd like, imagine. I- yeah, like my networking game is so that's like my weakest, by far my <laughs> weakest uh, little aspect when it comes to music. It's just, it's just something I never thought about was so important until now. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to step that up and hopefully like try and get in touch with actual just like straight up artists. Yeah. Instead, yeah. The th- the thing, the good thing about you though is you, if you were reaching out to these artists, you've got something to bring to the table because a lot of the time these artists might get like thousands of DMs like every day from producers saying, bro, can I send you beats? But I know it I know it shouldn't matter, but when you're looking through your message requests or your messages, when you see someone and they're like, ooh, 50,000 followers, 100,000 followers, let me check out this mm-hmm. guy. It definitely mm-hmm. adds something. So you've got an audience there like ready to bring to the table. So you'd, you'd think that most artists that you reach out to would respond and be like, yeah, let me hear this guy out. He must, he must have some fire loops because he's got this following, he's got an audience like, What's he about? Have you not mm-hmm. really tried it? Just the DMing game, like DMing artists straight away. No, it feels weird. <laughs> it, you know what I'm scared of? I'm scared of like getting DMing somebody and then getting left on red, and <laughs> yeah, then yeah. like just because you can only send a first DM once, and yeah, for some reason, true. like I get a lot of anxiety sending like the first DM. Yeah, like I don't want them to hit me back like one day. And then they go to my page and then they click on messages and they just see a wall of me just like replying to the stories and being like, hey, can I send you beats? Hey, can I send you beats? Hey, can I send you beats? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to come off like super thirsty like that. Like, I'd rather yeah, like true. them come to me, which is, <laughs> an ideal which world. is not happening like, anytime yeah. soon. Yeah, but you that's going to be a lot unsend. tougher. Go on the message, click on send if they don't respond in like 24 hours. I think, I think they still see that. Oh, do they? Yeah. yeah, maybe you could be You'll right. Take backsies? You crazy? <laughs> yeah. Love to test it. I'll I'll send you one in a minute. And okay, it. yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> See what happens. So before I actually got you on the podcast, had you seen any of my videos? I've seen a couple. Yeah, you're. Uh, you remind me of like Prod by Jack. Actually, I always confuse oh, you. Really? Like it's it's the thumbnails. It's not the actual like. Well, maybe yeah, the way you talk, but it's the it's the thumbnails the I get accents. me. Yeah, the British uh, accents. Actually, okay. Yeah, well, I've seen a couple of your videos, like. Uh, yeah, there's just like some super dope like YouTube guys that are just kind of popping up in my feed nowadays, which is nice. Yeah, there's a lot these days, isn't there? Mm-hmm. What for for like new people that are thinking about starting a YouTube channel, wh- where do you think they should start? Like, say for example, 
I don't know, you're pretty good at making beats. You look at the looking at Simon Savidian and the like, I want to be this guy. I want to, I want his audience. Where do you think they should start? Like, okay, well, what, what's the first step? It's, it's like from what I'm seeing, like where the lanes are, there's like the lane that you're kind of doing where yeah. it's, uh, we, I guess we can call it like the type beat tutorial lane right. where it's like how to make this beat for this artist yeah, or like, yeah. yeah, this genre, this thing. It's really like thumbnails are super professional. They have the FL studio piano in the background, yeah, the logo, yeah. and it looks all like, like cool and crisp. And then the other side I'm seeing it like the personality beat making YouTubers. So yeah. those are like, I made a fucking beat with donkeys, like <laughs> Donkey Kong's like sound effect. And they're doing yeah, this yeah. in the thumbnail. So you can do that route. It's that seems like the two routes that are open right now. Yeah. Like if you're trying to like get into something. But uh what's yeah, the question? I was, <laughs> I was saying just for new producers that wanted to get into being a YouTuber or just, you know, doing like tutorials. Um yeah, I was saying like what's the first step for them, but I think you're right. It was just it's just about like finding your lane, isn't it? Deciding what kind of character you are. Have you got the personality to be that outspoken guy or do you want to just, do you just have fire beats and you can show people how to make a pop smoke type beat, for example? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, those are, you can find success in, in both of those. Or, you know, just go for a completely new lane entirely. I'm like, I'm curious to see like if, like how far we can push the boundary of beat making, just yeah, in, like yeah. beat making content in general. Yeah, because you, you can, I mean, there's so many random videos now. You can turn anything into a beat. You could be like, I made a ham sandwich and made a beat from the ham and you could just slap the ham on your mic and <laughs> make a mm -hmm. beat out of it. You could do so many random things. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes, definitely. Do you um, Have you got any ideas for where your channel is going to go or where you want it to go? Are you happy with the way it is? Obviously, it's sick the way it is, but a lot of people, when they start channels and they've got channels, they, they keep wanting the next thing, don't they? Or they want to advance... Yeah. Do you know where like when I, wants to be? Yeah, when, when I started the road to placement, it kind of like gave me an idea to just do like do my YouTube channel in arcs, like like how right. an anime would be. So like right now yeah. is the placement arc. And then once I'm satisfied with that, I think I might go into like artist arc. And then right. that's like me trying to get on like rap caviar. And then instead yeah. of interviewing producers, I'll interview artists and managers. And then, you know, now there's a new goal. And then after right. that... Maybe it's, you know, road to scoring a fucking film. And then that's going to be yeah, a new yeah. goal. And then just kind of, we'll just jump. Just keep jumping in yeah. between, like, random things I want to do. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Do you think um, do you think you'd do more of, like, I suppose it is vloggy in a way, but do you think you'd go more into, like, a vlog-style video? You know, like, the Kyle Beat style and, like, Ocean's videos, where it's more like the day in the life of Simon Tavita. <laughs> I, I was thinking about it. My life's so bland, man. <laughs> my life is so boring. I, I wake up. I I might work out in the basement. And then I go yeah. here and I cook up. I go back home for dinner. I go back here. And then <laughs> and then the day's over. Maybe Rocket League at nighttime. That's it. There's no... Yeah. There's really nothing you can vlog about that will be interesting there. I suppose so. But then if you think about like Kyle Beats, for example, all he does is get up, have a coffee, go for a run, come back home and make a beat. So... It's kind of similar, but he does it in an interesting way. He does do it in an interesting way. Yeah, I, I don't think I have that. I don't have that vlog. I don't have yeah. that thing in my brain that can make like just having coffee interesting. 
Like it's, yeah, it's, yeah. For me, for me, it's like it's just coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I've tried it in the past. I've tried to do more of like a vlog style video. I think I, when I went to Ocean Studio in London, I tried to vlog the full thing. And mm-hmm. man, I was so shit at, vlog- at vlogging. For one, I always fuck up my words. So I'd be like in public, kind of nervous, pulling out my camera. Mm-hmm. I'd say something, then I'd mumble my words and I've got to redo it. So I did, spent like the whole weekend like vlogging everything. And when I got back, because stupid me didn't really know how to work a camera properly. Like everything was just bright. You know, because you get the perfect settings in your home setup, and then as soon as they stepped outside, uh, and tried yeah, to film yeah. everything out there. It's like, yeah. fuck, man, like the ISO was too high, like everything was out of focus. Mm-hmm. So I can't use any of this. It's terrible. <laughs> Damn. Oh, that sucks. You're <laughs> like, know. if I have something interesting to do, I, I I can vlog pretty well. Like I did one when I made this yeah. studio. I, th- I thought that vlog as well. I did another one when I was filming the Pro Level Beats commercials because like I was just right, kind of yeah. like going around or like around Toronto and just like filming yeah. everywhere. So I thought that was fun. But if it's just day in the life, that's just too bland for <laughs> I'm just too bland for that. <laughs> Speaking about the, the cause, the Pro Level Beats, um, did you did you have someone make that commercial for you or did you do that yourself? No, that was me. That's all me. That's crazy. That was sick. But I got, I got my Wait. friends to help me film it, yeah. Right, okay. Where did you learn to even edit videos? Was that just YouTube as well? Uh, that was just like another hobby of mine that I kind of had. I think right. starting high school, like I would... Anytime if my family went on vacation, I'd make like a little vacation vlog. And then, yeah, editing, yeah. like editing and video making, just like creating in general was always really fun for me. And that's kind of yeah. like making a video and making a beat. Like there is some kind of similar creative process going on. So I always like doing that. And then, and then YouTube in case like I didn't know how to do something specific. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. There's definitely similarities. I feel like anyone that's, anyone that can use FL Studio and make a beat can definitely learn how to use Adobe Premiere or whatever it is you use to edit videos. Mm-hmm. Little things like automation, like they've got like a similar thing in, do you, wait, do you use Adobe Premiere or something yep. else? Premiere. Yeah, so when you're doing like, I don't know, even if you're like zooming in on a picture over time, it's just like automation, isn't it? You just have one yeah, point here, frames. then another point. Yeah, exactly, keyframes. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely similarities. What about people that want to start a channel but they're like oh man i don't have the right equipment i don't really know where to start i don't have a good microphone because i know you i don't know if you still do but for a long time you just used your phone didn't you yeah i did yeah. i think for <laughs> mm, a year and a half it was a while was yeah like i re- i just got a new camera kind of like maybe a year ago it's been yeah it's been pretty recent but yeah i was using my phone for a while in a reverby ass basement yeah. you can hear like the, <laughs> yeah yeah all the damn reflections in that thing. Yeah, it took me a while, but yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, of course. I've I've used you as an example in a few different podcasts because I do get that question a lot from producers. Like they say they want to start a channel, but they don't have a camera, they don't have this, but they're using a phone to watch YouTube and they're using a phone to, you know, do everything else, which probably has a sick camera on it. So I always just use you as an example and I'm like, oh, go to Simon's early videos because he was just using a phone and what you built a hundred thousand subscribers using a phone, so yeah, I feel like, like equipment it, it, can't really be an excuse for some people anyway. It, like it, it has it can't be bad. It just has to be good enough. Like yeah, I use yeah. my phone, but because the phone was good enough. Like if I yeah. filmed on a webcam and I end up looking like a potato, like just one <laughs> yeah, pixel yeah. of a potato, then that's not going to work. If the that audio was different. just just distorted and crackly completely that's that's a different story like it has to be just good enough if you can yeah you know see it and understand it that's that's good enough 
Yeah, or just good enough even until the point where you can afford to upgrade. Like start with what yeah. you've got and then when the time's right, once you've got money, you've saved up some birthday money, whatever it is, then yeah, maybe invest at that point. Yeah. But it shouldn't the, be something uh, that holds you back. Like the the niche we're in, like our face and our microphone, that's like the last thing people care about. We're like, we're talking about FL Studio. Like, and yeah. aren't we not just like this little corner on the screen right here anyway? <laughs> yeah. Like it doesn't exactly. matter. As long as yeah. the... Yeah, whatever you show on the FL is fire. It's going to be okay. Everyone just wants to see what contact banks you're using. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Man, so how about... I don't know if, um, if it's just me missing it, but I haven't seen you put out many like videos where it's actually you rapping recently. Or maybe I've just missed the ones that you have put out. So are you still recording as an artist? Are you still putting out a lot of music as an artist? Not at the moment. Like, yeah. Yeah, the placement stuff is uh, kind of taking up a lot of my time. I do do a lot of writing and recording still, just like work on my vocal mixing and, you know, just, you know, writing as practice, but it's all practice. So, like, if I have a road to placement episode, I might just, like, spit four bars or something in there. But it'll never be released, like, as anything on Spotify right now. But there's just a lot of just random ideas for hooks and melodies just kind of just sitting... On my computer in the right now. Still. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I suppose if you don't write or you don't record or do anything, if you then decide in like six months' time that you want to start it again, you might feel mm-hmm. a bit like, I don't know, just not fresh. You might need to start warming up again. You know what I mean? But if, mm-hmm. you, if you're writing all the time, it's like, yeah, you're not going to lose it that way. It's fun too. Like, like sometimes if I make a beat, I can't, you can't, I just can't help myself. Like, yeah, there's yeah. just like so many melodies that just start running through your head. Like, you have to kind of just. You have to get it out of your system or else you're going to explode. Yeah, of course. So what's kind of holding you back from putting them out? Is it just the timing thing? You don't really have the time to start promoting everything and it's, finishing everything? It's like, because uh, like, all the beats and loops I'm making are just straight up for placement stuff. So I feel like right. if I release a song with it, it's like one less that can be toward a placement. And I'm right, not, okay. and that is the priority right now instead of, like my own stuff. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, that's that why I'm sense. thinking like after the placement stuff is done, I'll just go full on artist mode myself and then just release whatever I feel like. Right. Yeah. Or you could wait until you get a big placement and then you say, oh, I just need to make a couple changes to the beat and then just add another <laughs> verse and record on it. Just a little, <laughs> just a little feature. Yeah. Yeah. Just slide the features in like that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, wait, I got to put it in my tag and it's just like a little 16 <laughs> bar break. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, no, that's in every beat. I promise. <laughs> 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 no, it's the tag. It's the tag. I'm serious. <laughs> Have you got anyone in mind, like any dream placements that you'd want? Yeah. Yeah, a lot. Like too many too many to count, but off the top of my head, Anderson Pack, Gibeon, yeah, Jack Harlow, Corday. Yeah. There's there's so many. Oh my goodness, there's way too many. Vince Staples. Yeah. Uh, He's a good one. Obviously Drake and like those guys and stuff. Course, There's so yeah. many. Yeah. I mean, even like Toronto, Toronto's still got a big music scene, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't, I don't, like maybe because of the lockdown, like I'm not really, I'm not really sure yeah. what's going on there. Cause like I'm not technically in Toronto, like I'm a bit north of there. Right. Okay. So yeah, I'm not sure like what the scene is looking like over there right now. Yeah. I mean, they definitely got their own sound in a way, don't they? There is a some Toronto sound. I don't really know how to explain it, but it seems like Toronto artists just have this sound. 
I never understood what people meant by that. I don't hear the sound. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know how to explain it. Well, who, who's a Toronto artist? Obviously, Drake. Like Nav's from talking Toronto, about like, isn't he? Like forty, like that forty OVO sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. just seems like forty OVO sound. Like I never thought of it as just Toronto sound. I suppose so. Yeah, but maybe to everyone else, it's just like yeah, that's Toronto sound. Mm. But own it, man. <laughs> you got to own yeah. it. What well, um have you noticed from any other like Toronto artists? Like, are people getting into drill over there or? Are they kind of switching anything up, or are you just not really tapped into the artists over there? I'm no, I'm not. I'm I'm not tapped in. I I hope people are doing drill over there. It'd be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm always like, like I'm just so used to UK drill. So anytime like I hear drill without a UK accent, it just seems it just seems off to me now. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah. Like I have to get used to like hearing it with like a different voice. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's like worldwide now, isn't it? New, he's definitely mm-hmm. banging in New York. He's real popular in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, after Pop Smoke and everything. But yeah, man, I'm hearing drill artists from all over the place. Like French drill artists, Italian drill artists, like everywhere. It's cool okay. to hear all the different sounds, though. Mm-hmm. But I know you make a lot of genres, don't you? Do you feel like there's one genre in particular that you make more than the others? Because it feels like you make something right different now. In every video. Right now, I think it's probably R&B. R&B. Yeah, wow. R&B is my favorite at the moment. Yeah. Because I'm making loops, and like for me, those are, those are a lot more fun to make than like a, like a trap loop or a drill loop, because like those get pretty simple. Yeah, And yeah. then I feel like R&B just offers a lot more complexity. Like there's just, It's just more freedom to do that stuff. Yeah, I suppose you can flex your musician muscles a bit more with yeah. R&B, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's more fun. It's like drill. There's like just a couple of chords that work together. It's just like yeah. two different chords. Like for me, yeah. For me, yeah. when I'm making drill, it's the drums that are the fun part. Like the loop part is like okay. Like let's just yeah, get the yeah. simple little riff out. But then that's when the drums is when you have fun. But nowadays, I'm mostly making loops. So right, R and B is going to be the fun part. Yeah. fun part. Yeah. yeah. What are some of the go-to VSTs that you've been using for R and B? R and B. I'm using one shots a lot now. Like oh, yeah? almost. It's one shots and a lot of just like processing. So VSTs right. wise, it's not much on the uh, on the instrument side. It's more on the effects yeah, side. The so effects. output portal thermal are super good. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't tried Alter thermal. Boy. I've got portal, but is thermal any good? Woo, thermal is I'm missing out. Woohoo! Yeah, you're missing out. <laughs> sure, I need oh, to it's it. a, yeah, it's insane. Um, I want to try. I they've got one. I think it's called output reverse or rev or something. Have you tried that one? That's a that's a that sound. That's an instrument. Yeah, it's not oh, a uh, right, okay. thing. I'm sure it's, like it's cool reverse I'm effects. Sh- yeah, but... I'm sure they're fire. But uh, yeah, yeah, I do a lot of um, just kind of like audio manipulation a lot too yeah. now. Just like reversing and pitching loops and automating like the pitch and stuff. I find I find that really fun. Yeah, and I then it's like more, a lot it's of... easier to do with one shots as well, isn't it? Yeah, or yeah, just like exporting like all the MIDI into audio and then just working yeah. with that is really fun. Just like running halftime after you bring up an octave and some little alter boy and some EQ and just kind of like going crazy yeah, with yeah. just audio is really fun to me right now. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and with one shots too, you can you can like slide the notes, can't you? Which you can't do in a lot of VSTs. You know, like mm. you do with 808s. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
There's some like um, stock FL plugins that you can still slide with. But yeah, it's the third-party ones that you can't. Unless yeah, you yeah. like set the, the VST like that. Yeah, I think there's, there's some ways to do it. But it's not as simple as just click on one note and then slide and then <laughs> mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. So man, so what's what's next for Simon Savita then? Like, what's what's happening six months from now, maybe? Six months from now. So the SP19 EP. I don't know when that's coming out. I'm assuming it's gonna be yeah. six months from now. Uh, Capital Drum Kit Four. I'm starting to work on that now as well. So that's nice. gonna be maybe July or August. Uh, right. Other than that. Hope I hope I get another placement. That'd be nice. I can't. Yeah, yeah. I really can't say that stuff for sure though, because I don't have anything lined up like that. Yeah, but you know, just continuing to make making stuff. Yeah. yeah, I think that's it. Not much. Keep putting out content. Keep chasing placements and see where it takes you. Yeah. Oh, you. Hopefully. Yeah. Wait. I'm gonna get damn artists in this damn producers in the studio. Six yeah, months from now. I was just thinking oh my that, god! Actually. I'm so excited. Have they said when lockdown's going to be lifted? Have they got a plan, like a date? Uh, they said Friday. Oh, it's supposed to like be I'm Friday. Not, right. Like it's like yeah, you can eat at a restaurant. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna wait until I get my second poke. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, are you gonna when you've got artists in the studio? Is that gonna be part of your YouTube content? It has yeah, to be right. That's like oh my gosh, the videos are gonna be so much better. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking of getting like a. Uh, little security camera that I can put like at the corner of my whatever oh, like sick. corner of the ceiling just kind of have like a aerial top down just to kind of like have a little yeah, B camera sick. you can always point to yeah, yeah so yeah. excited for that that'd be crazy so have you got some artists in mind that are gonna come is it just local artists or probably like local like yeah people I've met from you know like networking events and Instagram and stuff yeah and just like people I've known throughout yeah, yeah. yeah. you know you sense. if you want if you're ever coming Man, I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> Hopefully, man, I don't know. I think I'm due to get my job soon as well. I think I should be. I don't know if it's the same over there, but they send out a text to everyone when you're allowed to go and get your first job. And mm. they're doing it in age ranges. And my age range is like next. So I should okay, be getting nice. a job within the next few weeks. Don't know when the second one will be. And hopefully I can mm-hmm. just fly after that because I don't know about you, but being at home or just being in the studio for so long, it's just made me want to... I don't know. I've just, I just want to live life a little bit. I want to see some new shit. I want to go to some new countries, get inspiration from different areas because there's only so much inspiration you. you can get inside your it's room. So, yeah, it's getting, it's getting, I'm getting pent up in here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you got any um, plans for where you'd want to go? Let's say, boom, you've had mm. your jabs, lockdown's lifted, holiday time. Where are you going? I don't know. Maybe maybe LA again just for like a yeah. work thing if it was like a vacation thing maybe somewhere in Asia right is that the last place you went because I remember I don't know how long ago this was but I remember you it's just a random memory but you posted on YouTube one time saying you were going away for a while then you went on holiday and I yeah did you did you have videos scheduled for when you were away or did you just kind of leave it probably I don't know. I don't remember. It's a while ago. I, you know, I, I would, uh, I would, I'd hope so. I hope Past Simon yeah. is that damn considerate. <laughs> I'm not sure though. Because I've been thinking about that because I don't know how far in advance you do your videos, but I literally film and edit the day before. So like in today's video, I filmed and edited it yesterday. 
But then I'm like, shit, what if I want to go on holiday for two weeks? I'm going to have to like create so many, so much content before I go away. Because two weeks mm. is like, I don't know, I, I upload, what, two videos a week. So yeah, four videos, four extra videos that I need to make. Shouldn't be that mm-hmm. hard to do actually. But yeah, I was like, I'm so like shook of just leaving my YouTube channel and missing a day of uploading because I've been so consistent with it. So that's why I was yeah. wondering if, if you left yours or if you had videos scheduled. Probably just left it. I'm I'm super inconsistent <laughs> about it right now. I'm probably gonna take really? another break soon to finish up like my drum kit. Yeah. Because I can't it's hard to like keep like it's hard to juggle like stuff like that. Like I'd rather just, you know, yeah. relax off YouTube and just go hard on the drum kit until it's done. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Do you not have a set schedule for YouTube uploads now? No. Or is it just nah? No, 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 no. <laughs> He's just relaxed. He's just like, yeah, when I feel like making one, I'm going to put one out. Like, <laughs> like it's, I, I never like purposely make one anymore. Like I'm just, right. I just make music and I just, I just film myself. And then yeah. it'll be like, okay, uh, I'll make a video from June, like footage from June 3rd to June 6th. That'll be one video. Yeah. All right. And right, then, okay. you know, that'll be a video. June 6th to June 8th, that'll be another video. Yeah. Like it's I never, you, yeah. You built up an audience that allows you to do that. Like you probably didn't do that at the start when you first started the YouTube channel. You probably were thinking, oh, I'll just upload one when I'm doing yeah. something good. Yeah, when I started, like I was doing like the similar thing to what you were doing. I think I was doing three, yeah. three videos a week. Right. And yeah, I was like, yeah, sit down, make a video, edit it, put it out. Like really, like really yeah. simple like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now that you've got that core audience there, it's like you could you could wait two weeks but as soon as you upload a video everyone's gonna be like yes simon's back i'm, I'm ready <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's a nice position to be in definitely all right man well yo i know we've been through a lot i don't want to keep you too long because you've probably got a ton of stuff to do today if you're working on that drum kit i know how long that can be to make those kits oh so killer man, yeah i appreciate you taking the time out of the day to come on the podcast man it's been been really sick speaking to you i know a lot of people no are looking forward to this one so yeah man we'll keep in touch and thank you once again well just let Hi. everyone know where they can find you if they don't have you already uh youtube serve you to music instagram simon's view to music yeah that's everything yeah cool. <laughs> all right thank you man all right thanks for having me <laughs>